Hello, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. Uh, so Katie, how's it going? All right, all right. It's not too bad. I've officially started back college. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get like this work-life education balance, which is weird. I can't do it because last year when I was in college, it was mm, uh, like half online, half in college. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was only in four days a week anyway. This year, it's like so intense. It's like like nine to four most days a week, and um, if it's not four, it's like three. I'm until, and it's Monday to Friday, so it's bizarre. But and then I also need to have a social life and try to make money so I can stay in college. Um, it's it's just it's hard. How how are you, Evan? <laughs> I have a call um, as well. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> that's the uh, story of my life. Um, no, I'm good though. I'm good. I'm uh, just figuring life out as at 26 as he should. Um, but hopefully, 2023, I will be out of here. Um, Fingers crossed. I mean, look, we'll see. Um, but anyway. That's enough about us. So we, we're not going to do a comments corner this week because we we've want to touch on something that we've brought up on Pop News a few times. Uh, we both saw Don't Worry Darling. We did indeed. So let's have a little mini discussion about it. <laughs> right. What do you want to say, first of all? How are you going to start the discussion? Okay, I'll just say Florence 8. That's it. Oh, absolutely ate it up incredible honestly i don't know if this is going to be enough popular opinion for you all the women in it, including um your one olivia wilde yeah incredible i thought they were all brilliant yeah they were they were all amazing in it. the only thing that let this film down was evan drumroll please <laughs> who was it mr harold styles it was indeed oh my god right without spoiling that and this won't spoil anything for anybody yeah. evan do you remember the bit in the film it was quite near the end where they were kind of going back on the story a little bit yeah for anyone that's seen this film will know what i'm talking about and it kind of starts to explain the whole thing yeah you know that bit yeah and it shows harry's character in in the apartment for the first time mm-hmm. yeah the whole cinema that I was in started to laugh. We all went into a giggle fit. Not one of us focused on this film. This was a really serious part in the film for anybody that hasn't seen it. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was nothing to laugh at. There was not, not a thing. The whole cinema, I had tears in my eyes. Me and the girl beside me had to take our glasses off because they started to steam up. We were laughing that hard. Just because it was... I was like, what is going on? It was, oh my God, like I, I've never been in a cinema where every single person has gone into a giggle fit. Yeah, that happened to me as well. It was just... A giggle fit, like a proper giggle fit. Like we were all like, we're not meant to laugh right now. And that's what made it funnier. It was any time he came on screen, it was just... No, the first, the first scene with him in it and he's screaming, he's shouting in it. Oh yeah. I don't want that either, whatever he said, but it was hilarious. It wasn't, like, theoretically, if this was Shia LaBeouf, which is controversial, but if this was Shia LaBeouf, that, that bit wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> because it was Harry, I was like, oh, my God. Um, look, babe, you need to go back to acting skill, okay? Yeah. Like, the film comforts me. Because, like, I'm a big believer in, like, we can't have it all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You yeah. have to lack in something. He is he's brilliant, like, a performing, great singer, amazing artist, beautifully handsome. I will I will agree. I, I do have the ick for Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, okay, 100%. I do have the ick, but I can still appreciate that Harry Styles is a gorgeous human. He is. You can't, like... It's gorgeous, you know, very nicely, like, oh, I'm not going to say androgynous, because, like, you know, he's a man, but, like, you know, has androgynous flares, you know? 
is is lovely in that regard. But my God. Oh, God. Acting while you're ahead. Please, Harry. <laughs> Olivia, if you're listening, okay? I know you fancy him. I know you do. I understand it. I, can, I, I see why you fancy him. Do not cast him in anything else. For the love of God. This is a PSA to Olivia Wilde right now. <laughs> Please, please. He's oh, it was just said. So there's one scene. (laughs) There's one scene in the film where it's meant to be very emotional, and he's like crying and screaming, and I couldn't help but erupt into laughter again anytime he came on screen. It was too funny. The more serious this film got, the harder I laughed. In regards to him, but like even Chris Pine, incredible. Yeah, all, all the other men in it, incredible. If Shia LaBeouf or like any other male actor that's actually an actor had been in this film, it, it would have been Oscar worthy. Definitely, it would have sent chills down my spine. I would have been enthralled. I, I, I would have been obsessed. I would have went to see the film already again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like this film has the potential to be insane. Like, as in, like, insanely amazing. Yeah. But he, it's just tainted by Harry Styles. Yeah, I mean, I've got to give it to the hair and makeup, costume and production design, because they were the best things about this. Sorry, just had to plug in my laptop charger there. <laughs> um, yeah, like, oh, my God. Oh, can we take a minute and talk about Florence Pugh for a second? Unreal. How? Just a seasoned professional, absolutely. How is she a human, though? <laughs> Give me your genetics. Like, that's not fair. Cheer me. Give me a little bit of that. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Why am I sitting here in my box bedroom in the middle of Dublin looking like this? And Florence Pugh has the audacity to be... I was going to say something about my spoiled film, so I won't. But is in, like situations in this film where she shouldn't look pretty but she does she's incredible i'm like how look okay beauty's only skin deep whatever but i feel like she's a lovely person as well yeah i feel like she's gonna be a nice person she just throws herself into every character you don't even see florence Pugh on the screen you see alistair at this film but see the thing is right i don't know who florence Pugh is because i cannot differentiate Florence Pugh from her character. I'm like, who's Florence Pugh? And someone's like, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? They're like, have you seen this film? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, that person in that film. And I'm like, oh, because I cannot separate the celebrity from the characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I think is, that's, personally, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who she was because I was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, something that I've watched four times of course I know who this person is do you know what I mean but it's just yeah so uh yeah she's just incredible she just needs a special mention because wow if she doesn't get some sort of award for this film I will personally have a personal outcry yeah I don't know who I will outcry to like but I'm sure somebody will end up listening like I'll just go on strike there we go. <laughs> As a human, like. Oh, okay. So those were our thoughts on "Don't Worry, Darling." You can go see it and <laughs> form your own thoughts and let us know. Um, I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> just for the cry. Kind of, I kind of want to go see it again, just because I feel like I need to go see it and try to take it serious, but I can't. Well, what, not when there's a dance scene in it. Harry Styles, there's a scene of Harry Styles dancing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did I black out? Oh, I would have. Oh, no, 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 I do. It was at the ceremony thing. The, yeah, the. Yeah, that's not spoiling that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think I actually did block that out because I I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, I know you're talking about. The tap dance, like. Yeah, I just couldn't handle it. (laughs) I that was you know when they say you get rid of trauma. Mm. Like you can't remember trauma. <laughs> there we go. Adds up. <laughs> 
Anyway, we're going to move on to pop news. <laughs> so first up, um, when Deadpool hit cinemas in 2016, it broke records at the box office. Um, not only is Deadpool 3 in production with the 2024 release date, Ryan Reynolds just has taken to social media to announce that Hugh Jackman will return as Wolverine for the film. I did hear that. I'm like, like, yeah, deadly, whatever. Like, that's cool. But I feel like I'm just not deep enough in the in the whole universe to be like, wow. Yeah. But like, I've seen people like that I follow on like Instagram and even like Kevin was like, <gasps> and I was like, um, cool. Cool. Woo. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> woo. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh my god. Have you seen Logan? Yeah, I have seen Logan. I'm trying to think how is Logan gonna fit into this? <laughs> no, I, I can make it happen like they can make it work, but like you know, it's just that like I just feel like they're being too like oh my gosh, I never thought I'd see this ever happen again. Like come on, it's not and we're like, like Moonland, like Marilyn Road has come back from the dead. Like, there we go. He's yeah. a man that's very much alive. Okay, yeah, I, I know he's like unwell. I think he has like skin cancer. Um, so people are like, oh my god, he's coming back to reprise his role before before he dies of skin cancer. And I'm like, right, it's not that deep. Like, <laughs> if this podcast were any bigger than it is, I'd be so cancelled right yeah. now. Yeah. But guess what? It's not. <laughs> I can say what I want. Is this going to come back to bite you in the ass? 100%. 100%. I'm going to have to put out a public apology. But anyway, look, people do great from cancellations, Evan, right? Yeah, like, Michelle. People do great from cancellations. So we'll just roll with it. <laughs> um, I'm ready to be cancelled, guys. Cancel me. There she goes. What was on the charts, please? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to move on. So they are a YouTube sensation, but it looks like uh, things might be going downhill for the Try Guys. Ned Fulmer, who has based his brand on loving his wife, was caught cheating with a female co-worker and and has released a statement, which I will read now. Um, He says, family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused to the guys and the fans, but most of all, Ariel. Uh, the only thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children, and that's where I am uh, going to focus my attention. Um, this has caused him to actually lose his position in the YouTube click. What? He released a statement saying, Ned Fulmer is no longer working with the Try Guys. As a result of a thorough internal review, we do not see a path forward together. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. Yeah, good. Get rid of him. Yeah. This is a cancellation that you can't come back from. Just to clarify from my last statement, Mm. not everybody does well from cancellations. This one, you should die with your cancellation. Maybe not physically because that would really scare your kids. But like, you know, (laughs) like career-wise, die. Like, I want him to be working at a Walmart next, like, in two months. Nothing wrong working at a Walmart, okay? Let's just say this. No, but I work in retail. Oh, that's true. Like, I'm not slagging anybody, but I'm just saying, if I was a YouTuber making, I'm sure they were making a good fair amount of money to be able to do it full time. Yeah. And have a family and stuff in America. And, like, live, like, from what I can see from the outside, a very comfortable life. But, like... I want him to be like going back to be with everybody, like all the normal people like myself who works in retail mm. and and get a reality check. But like you are not invincible. Don't cheat on your wife, don't ruin your own life. Ha. Never. <laughs> Have you called Adam Levine recently? <laughs> oh my god. I wasn't even gonna bring it up for us like <laughs> This whole just throw that in there. situation, my God. Like, the Maroon 5 are just going to be male manipulator music now. I just can't unhear it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, great. 
and she will be loved yeah except for you adam because you won't love her because you'll be out talking to instagram models when you're married to a victoria's secret model i know i know not that it matters you could be married to anybody you still shouldn't you know what i mean yeah she, she, she could be a normal girl from down the road who's not a Victoria's Secret model, an absolutely uber beautiful, gorgeous, amazing woman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could be with me and you still shouldn't cheat on me. Unless <laughs> I want you to be with me because, you know. She's got she's got someone. <laughs> not even that, but like, you know, I just wouldn't want to put myself out to be like cheated on because I know that he, like once a cheater, always a cheater, guys. <laughs> I'm just spiraling now. Yeah, so Katie's gonna start her own podcast where she gives relationship advice. Um just calls out men. <laughs> Honestly, I did say that to Evan before we started this podcast that straight white males are being a problem today. Mm. Not my one, just in general. Just in general. So, yeah, so um, maybe I'll just have a new podcast called Straight White Males. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Copyright DM. project. Here to hear first, uh, 28 to 22, just in case I ever decide to capitalize on that. <laughs> so we're, we're going to move on. Someone who was a white male, straight, we don't know, was Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, so Netflix's new series. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just. I was just wasn't expecting you to go straight into this. <laughs> go for this it. Just, this is a weird transition, I know. So no. Netflix's new series, Dahmer, has broken records, surpassing Stranger Things with the highest number of streams. However, it looks like not everyone is on board with the series. The mayor of Milwaukee, Mayor Johnson, has released a statement uh, saying that it's he is considering building a shrine for the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. But there may be some hesitation as it may attract some fanfare. And some of the victims' families um, say that the Netflix series Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, has re-traumatized their family, saying it's re-traumatizing over and over again. And for what? How many shows, movies, documentaries do we need? Yeah, it's a hard one because like, I am a lover of true crime and... Mm. Um, I haven't watched Dahmer yet, so I can't really speak on it. Um, I decided to try watch it last week. Start to try to start to watch it last week while I sat down to eat food, and no. there was a scene one minute in, and I was like, "Okay, that's not a good idea." So I turned it off, and I haven't turned it back on since. But um, I get where they're coming from. Like, do we need this? Like, like is it? It's it can be disrespectful. Yeah. And I, and, and I get it. Like, it can be. And, like, you don't... And, like, there is a... Ugh, let's be real. Anybody that likes true crime, me especially, because I really like true crime. Like, I don't like anything horror, but I can listen to true crime all day. I'm new, the opposite. That's my thing. Yeah, new and old cases. I can listen to it all day. And, honestly... Probably the closer to home, the more interested I am and the less scared I am, which is bizarre because, you know, could happen to me. But um, we are finding entertainment and pleasure out of people's tragedies. Which is kind of sad. It is. And like, look, I'll put my hands up and say I do because like I do. Like, you can't be like, no, you don't. Cause you do. Like, it's just like, call it like, call it what it is. Do you know what I mean? But also, like, it it's a part of history, as bizarre as that sounds. And, like, yeah, okay, I feel like there should be consent. Yeah. Members. I do think, I don't think anything like this should ever be made without consent of the family members of these people. Because it happened to their family members. And I feel like if I was in their position, I'd have a completely different tune. But I'm fortunate enough to not have been, to not be in the position of any of those family members. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is hard. It's a hard one. But then are we going to go and then say that we can't create any art because. It's because, rude in reality. Yeah. Do you know? Like well, so are we just not going to be able to create things anymore? Um, 
and I do I do get that this is a real thing that affected real people and is still affecting families to this day so it's not really like yeah oh you're being I'm not using this term to actually use it in my day-to-day life but you know like a snowflake I yeah, haven't yeah. come as I want everyone to know this I'm not saying this word seriously um <laughs> but you know I don't want people like everyone's being a snowflake about this because I do understand that it's it's kind of distasteful yeah but also unfortunately it's entertaining to a lot of people including myself i don't like that i like this stuff but i do it's it's a weird line it's it is it is a weird line it is i could talk about this all day long like about true crime and why it's good and why it's bad and yeah, but I also don't want to stop watching it anytime soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's hard. It is hard. I mean, I don't know what else I can say. I've I've seen the first episode of Dahmer um, as a piece of art. I think it's great. But um, what else can I say more than that? Then I don't really know much about the real life situation. I don't invest in true crime. So I'll just say as a piece of art, it is good. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's a piece of art, which is what it ultimately is. Mm. Right, so we're going to move on. <laughs> so in uh, 2011, singer Grace and Chance went viral for covering Lady Gaga's paparazzi at a school talent show. And this caught the attention of Ellen DeGeneres, who signed Grayson to her record label. Grayson has come forward about his, re- about his experience with his former boss in a recent interview in promoting his new single, so let me just get it up here. As Chance's career uh, intensified, so did so too did his uh, bristling against uh, DeGeneres' control. Chance says he was she was like a hidden eye over his career. My whole week, month, my whole year could change. One text message from her, explains Chance. That was horrible. There was one time he said DeGeneres was sent a video of a scheduled performance for a different network. She didn't like what she saw. Uh, he says, and made him and his team redo the entire thing. If he had an opinion of any sort, the whole thing changed. On any other occasion, Chance had performed in Cleveland, the third of the five consecutive stops opening for Miranda Cosgrove on tour, and DeGeneres back in LA had gotten an advanced copy of Justin Bieber's Never Say Never documentary. She wanted Chance to watch it, but Chance says he was exhausted from touring and didn't make uh, viewing it a top priority. DeGeneres, uh, DeGeneres, then called Chance's mom saying, I'll never forget this. Chance says, I just remember hearing on the other side of the phone, just yelling and uh, beratement. What type of mother are you? Do you realize what I went out of my way to get this for you? And he can't sit down and watch it. Um, it goes on. People forget how old he was. Ellen was not very happy that he didn't, uh, he hadn't watched it because she thought that it was important for him to guide his career based on what Justin Bieber was doing. Says Chance's mother, Lisa. Uh, I do. I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was uh, berating. Then Grayson says the generous asked to speak to the singer. Disappointed isn't even remotely what I'm feeling right now. Grayson remembers here hearing her say, "It was clear that okay, I'm a pawn in your game." So I watched the movie. Um, yeah. So that interview does go on. He goes into a lot of detail about how Ellen exploit got him back on the show once he came out, and she kind of took credit for him coming out. Um, so yeah, a lot of, lot of things there. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, um, this week, mm. but, uh, I feel like we're going to be hearing things about Ellen for the next 20 years. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because he used to really like Ellen. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm kind of sad about this. Yeah. A similar thing happened with Madison Beer and Scooter Braun, so maybe he can bounce back like she did. Yeah, yeah, no, he will bounce back, and especially if, like, you know, it's in the headlines now and people understand, and, like, I'm sure he has fans and stuff, so hopefully he can make a comeback for himself, and if he wants to. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to move on, final headline, so (laughs) you're going to love this. Uh, season four of High School Musical, the musical series is in production and the plot for season four was announced at D23. 
It will see the Wildcats return to East High to put on a production of High School Musical 3, as well as being cast as extras in the movie within the show, High School Musical 4 The Reunion. We have some newbies joining the cast, such as Kylie Contral, Matthew Santo, Fasty Monpoint, and Caitlin Riley. Also, it looks like some OG Wildcats are coming back. Corbin Blue is coming back. Monique Coleman, Lucas Grabiel, Casey Stroth, Alison Reed, who played Miss Darvis, and Bart Johnson, who played Coach Bolton, will all return to East High to film the fictional fourth HSM film. Hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no, I have no thoughts on this. Evan, do you have any thoughts on this? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> Tell me. First of all, where is Zach, Vanessa, and Ashley? I mean, <laughs> oh, who cares about them? They're too rich and famous. <laughs> when was the last time you saw them in anything? Um, I've seen Zach Efron in something. <laughs> uh, I watched that movie of Vanessa Hudgens that's on Netflix. Of the Princess Witch? Yeah. The, 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 the which one? The Princess Witch. The Christmas one. Yeah. The Princess Witch. And then there was a Christmas one that's just something different as well. <laughs> okay, so we know what she's up to. Yeah, she's having a great time. Ashley Tisdale, I, I saw her on uh, TikTok. No. Having a ball. Busy, having, having a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for some OGs to return, and I can't wait to see all the drama and music and comedy unfold. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, Katie, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic as per usual. Well... Have you ever adopted a pet dog and realise it's actually an alien on the run and then get infiltrated by aliens and have them become part of your family all while CPS are chasing your family and threatening your home stability? No, me neither. But that's why this week we're going to delve into the world of Lilo and Stitch. So, Evan, what is your history with Lilo and Stitch? So my history with Lilo and Stitch is I, I definitely saw it when it was in the cinema. Definitely would have been like the right age for it. Yeah. I had... I definitely had a bunch of the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Mm. I remember I had a toy stitch that was like, I mean, it was probably fucking tiny now, but like it, it was bigger than me anyway. And he had like this like green goo. It's like from the start of the film when he's like spewing like goo out of his mouth or something. Yeah. Like you put like goo in his back and then you press a button on his stomach and it would just like squirt goo at you. Oh. Like it's meant to be surprising, but I don't know what the purpose of this toy was. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm i going to be honest, I don't think I'd seen it. It's, it came out in 2002, so I don't think I'd seen it in 20 years. Wow. Yeah, so this is probably my second time watching it. Wow. Long time. So, Katie, what's your history with uh, Lilo and Stitch? So, I can't remember seeing it in the cinema, but I feel like I did. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do remember the McDonald's toys, and I do remember the hype. But I, I remember having it on DVD. And at this time, I was really obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. And and then I got this new this new DVD. And I was like, okay, we'll give this one a go. We'll give it a try. And I became obsessed. One of the one of the many DVDs I have broken because I've watched it too many times. I had a habit of doing that. Yeah. Um and I remember I was in this bedroom. This is the room I've had for most of my life. And I had a little play kitchen and I used to play in my kitchen and watch Lilo and Stitch every day. It was my thing. Um, I have more, more history with it that we'll talk about in the discussion. But um, one word, obsessed. I've probably seen this movie 50 times. Okay. And that's, that's at like minimum. Okay, so we're going to recap Lilo and Stitch for everyone listening. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So at the Galactic Federation headquarters on planet Turo, um, Dr. Jumba is on trial for illegal experimentation. He pleads not guilty. They reveal his experiment 626. Captain Gantu tells him 626 must be destroyed. The council locks 626 up and banish him. They take 626 and they fly away. And then 626 plays with uh, the guns and he gets loose and runs away. He turns off the power and takes a police cruiser. Uh, Captain Gantu asks for galactic control. So 66 has headed to Earth. Agent Pleakley uh, shows up and tells them they cannot destroy Earth. 
Dr. Jumba and Agent Bigley get assigned with rescuing 66. So we cut to Hawaii. Lilo is uh, swimming and she heads to dance class. So the dance ends and Myrtle slips. Lilo tells her dance teacher she was um, she was due, she was late due to uh, a fish crisis, a sandwich fish crisis. Myrtle calls Lilo crazy and Lilo jumps on her. So after dance class, Lilo is uh, waiting on the porch. So the other girls don't include Lilo. Lilo heads home. Nani, uh, Lilo's sister, goes to pick her, pick her up. Nani runs home and hits the car. Uh, Lilo is at home on the floor. And the social worker shows up and sees Nani on the floor. So Nani tries to divert the social worker and she breaks into the house. Lilo meets Mr. Bubbles and questions him. Lilo starts to ramble on and Nani jumps in. Mr. Bubbles tells him things have gone wrong. Lilo takes his card. He gives Nani uh, three days to change his mind. Lilo runs and hides from Nani. So Nani tells her that she could be taken away and they fight. Later that night, Nani brings uh, Lilo some pizza Lido tells Nani about uh, attacking Myrtle. Uh, Lido shows Nani her photography and the lights go out. So Lido sees a falling star. Nani and Lido fight again. 66 has landed on Earth. Um, he is yeah, he gets stuck in the rain. He gets run over and uh, the truckers check on him. So 66 wakes up in a dog kennel. Lido and Nani are at the kennel. 66 crawls out and back in. Lido goes to pick out a dog and they are all hiding from 66. So he 66 transforms and hugs Lilo. Lilo walks out with 66 and scares Nani. Lilo has made up her mind and she names him Stitch. So Jumba and Pleakley are spying on Stitch. They go to uh, Stitch um, but uh, hide. So uh, Nani heads to work. The girls are on their bikes. Lilo shows them Stitch. Stitch uh, steals Myrtle's bike and Lido and Stitch uh, spend time bonding. So Lido and Stitch are at a uh, fire show and she draws a uh, his badness level. Nani is working and David meets Stitch. David tries to ask Nani out, but she rejects him. So Stitch gets distracted and almost gets uh, taken by uh, Jumba and Pleakley. So Stitch attacks uh, Pleakley and Nani gets fired. Stitch rips up a cushion and messes up the house. Lilo reminds Nani Ohana means family. Uh, Lilo shows Stitch her room. He tries to take Lilo's bed. She tells him to to make something. He tell he makes a, a model of San Francisco and destroys it. So Jumba and Pluto are spying on Stitch, and Pluto gets attacked by mosquitoes. Uh, Nani finds Stitch in the fridge. Back in Lilo's room, Stitch finds a book. Lilo tells Stitch all about the ugly duckling. Lilo suggests they listen to Elvis. Lilo uh, wakes Nani up to show Stitch playing Elvis. And Mr. Bubbles shows up to warn Nani. Lilo shows Stitch uh, how to dance. Nani searches for a new job and Stitch plays guitar. Lilo continues to teach Stitch about Elvis and Stitch gets mad and attacks people at the beach. So David shows up and offers uh, to take the girls surfing. They go surfing, they have a fun day at the beach. Jumba and Pleakley spy on Stitch and provide a status report. Jumba and Pleakley uh, try to take Stitch. Uh, Stitch nearly drowns and David saves him. Mr. Bubbles shows up and tells Nani she needs to think about what is the best for Lido. So Nani comforts Lido uh, later that night. Lido tells Stitch all about her how her parents died. Lido tells Stitch if he wants to leave, he can. So Stitch leaves, but he reads the Ugly Duckling book. So Jumba and Pleakley uh, uh, wake up and Pleakley gets a call from their boss. They get fired and uh, they will do it Jumba's way. So Captain Gantu gets the job of retrieving Stitch. Stitch tells Jumba he is waiting for his family. Jumba tells him he will never belong. Lilo tells Nani that Stitch left and David uh, knocks on the door. So he tells Nani he got her a job. So Stitch arrives back at the house and Jumba strolls in. Lilo calls Mr. Bubbles to tell them that aliens are attacking her house. Stitch and Jumba continue the fight. Uh, Nani sees the fire brigade heading towards the house. Mr. Bubbles is about to take Lilo away. Lilo gets out of Mr. Bubbles' car. Lilo tells Stitch he ruined everything. Stitch shows her that he is an alien. 
Captain Gantu takes Stitch and Lilo. Uh, Nani sees them being taken away. Stitch escapes, but Lilo is on the is on the ship. Nani demands Stitch talk. Nani meets Jumba and Pleakley. Jumba tells Nani uh, he doesn't know where Lilo is. Stitch tells Nani Ohana means family. Stitch asks Jumba and Pleakley for help, and Jumba takes them to his ship. So Captain Gantu sees Stitch on the other ship. Uh, Stitch jumps out of, of Jumba's ship and in, onto the other. Captain Gantu locates Stitch. Stitch sees a truck and steals it. He drives it into a volcano. Stitch launches himself onto Gantu's ship, and Stitch rescues Lilo. Uh, David sees the spaceship in the ocean, so the councilwoman tries to take Stitch back. Stitch wants to say goodbye. Stitch tells the councilwoman he has a family. Lilo shows her the the slip from the kennel. Stitch gets sentenced to life on ex- life in exile on Earth. Mr. Bubbles wants to talk about Nani's house. They rebuild it, and we get a montage of happy moments. Um, Policey and Jumba are living on Earth now, and that is the end of the movie Lilo and Stitch. Yay. So let's discuss. Where to start? So the last time I actually didn't watch this film in preparation for this episode because, first of all, I've seen it about 50 times. But <laughs> the last time I went, sat down to watch this. Now, don't forget, this was like my favorite movie growing up, if you couldn't tell. Mm. One of them anyway. I had like a proper existential crisis last time I started. Like I had to stop watching it. Like I had a panic attack last time I watched this movie. So I was like, I'm not going to do that to myself again. I'm too busy. I'm too unbothered. I cannot have another panic attack. But I feel so deeply about this film. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to do it. But yeah, I could not watch. It's just a fun fact. I couldn't watch the movie in preparation because I was afraid of having a panic attack. So. That's just a little piece of information that you didn't need to have, but you now do. So do it what you wish. <laughs> um, come on, I haven't thoughts and opinions. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you know, I hadn't seen it in twenty years, so it wasn't yeah, what I remembered. So tell me about that. It was not what I remembered. Um, but I don't remember a lot from being a kid or being six years old. Um, which is the same thing as a kid. Why did I say it like that? Uh, <laughs> anyway yeah um i think it's a cute movie do i think it's one of the best disney movies or animated movies of all time no i think it's a cute movie i think it's fun it's a lot more traumatic than i remember it is traumatic it is and like no surprise here but i used to be a little bit afraid of it when i was younger but there we go like to me this is like a scary film you know yeah Yeah. When when i was little i mean i wouldn't be scared now I just um, it just makes me like have uh, panic attacks about time, but anyway, um, I don't know why this triggers me. It just does. Um, but I, it's funny because I know Stitch is not a dog. Yeah. No, he's mating. At the start of the movie, he's like branded as a dog. But I was afraid of dogs until I was like twenty. So it's bizarre to me that I was so obsessed with this movie when I was younger because I couldn't relate. Yeah. Like, I couldn't relate to wanting a pet. Like, I was afraid of most animals when I was younger. <laughs> and even when, like, I wanted an, like, I used to want, like, a rabbit. But I know I would have been scared of it. Yeah, definitely. I know there would have been no point in having one. So, like, I couldn't even relate to, like, oh, my God, she loves her pet so much. But I think it was just like, oh, she has a friend. Also, what's that ginger one's name again? Myrtle. Bitch. Oh, hater. Bitch. <laughs> Villain. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her so much. So, do you remember Lilo and Stitch show? Yeah, I do. I remember it kind of more than the movie, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I used to watch that like every Saturday as well. Um, she was awesome in that. She's bitch. I really don't like her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> also, this movie was just out here educating because it taught me the word capiche. Capiche. Yeah, Mister Bubble says that to Nani. Um, I'm gonna be honest so they, I feel like this film has its own fan base so you know the way there's like Disney adults yeah 
I feel like there's Disney adults and then there's Stitch Girls. You know, you know the kind of people I'm talking about, right? I do. They have like the Stitch phone case. They have yeah. different variations of like Stitch soft toys in different sizes. They have a tattoo that says Ohana means family, which yeah. I mean, it's a sweet sentiment, but it's a bit cheesy. When I was in little, when I say little, I was like 14. Like I wanted to get that. Like, oh my God. Ohana means family. But like now I'm just like, no girl, don't do it. No, no. It, it's Stitch girls, man. It's kind of scary. I'm kind of like that with Monsters Inc. though. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of a under the radar. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I do understand. Like, I know what you're talking about when you say, like, Stitch Girls. Yeah. Do you remember anything, like, the marketing of this movie at all? No. I kind of flew back into my memory when we were going to discuss it. And I, I was like, okay. <laughs> do you remember? There's a post. They used to, like, put Stitch. So what they would do, like, I can't remember if it was the ads on TV or if it was, like, teaser trailers. But what they do is they take scene from Disney films yeah. and they put Stitch in them. Hmm. So there's one with the Little Mermaid. So it's when she's on the rock and the wave is coming behind her. But uh, instead of just crashing behind her, it goes over her because Stitch is on top of it surfing. And then Ariel washes up on the shore. And then there's like an Aladdin one where he's on the magic carpet and they're singing a whole new world. I don't know. I feel like I vaguely remember that now. They just, the marketing of the film was weird. And I just remember, it, I was like, it, even like there's a poster with all the Disney characters on it and they're all looking at Stitch. It kind of looks like they're all in it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they weren't really marketing the film. They were marketing the franchise. They knew kids were going to go crazy for the shit. They knew we were all going to eat it up. We were going to be like, give me more. Like the amount of stuff that came from this. TV shows. I think there was another, some sort of film. Yeah, there's uh, sequels and prequels and all those things. Crazy, like games, everything. And like, obviously everything like is made to make money and whatever, like film-wise and stuff. But this was just like next level. Like, it kind of took the world by storm. Oh, it definitely did. Also, this might be, like, unpopular opinion, slash hot take, slash maybe controversial. But, um, Nanny's love interest in this looks a bit like Peter Andre. I I was going to say Did you think that too? It was a spit of Peter Andre. I have taught that for my whole life. Yeah. Whole life, I've always been like, he is... The image of Peter Andre. Mysterious girl. I'm so happy I'm not alone in that. No, you're not. I'm so happy. Image, like. (laughs) It's really funny. Also, I like the Elvis references. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this was the first film that I saw with a gay couple. Jumba and Pleakley. They're not a couple. Everyone thinks they're a gay couple. Nah, they're not a couple. Oh, they're definitely boyfriends. You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, completely. He's a crossdresser. Is trans, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. I don't know. I used to love Pleakley. Yeah. I remember him in the series, he was always wearing something new. <laughs> I used to have a little camera. And he'd click it and it was like a Pleakley camera and it would just have like different pictures of like the Lilo and Stitch like movie. Oh, is that the thing? He, does he not have this in this movie? Yeah, I had one there. Oh, I think. It's like his camera, the way he had a camera, he was taking pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a camera and it was just stills of like the movie. <laughs> Every time you press it, you put your eye in it and you could Oh, see I think it. I remember Every that, yeah. Click it, yeah, I had one there. I never had any stitch like plush toys or anything though. Neither did I. Was I had that, I had that weird squirty toy though. I don't know what the purpose of that was. Yeah, that's weird. I'm gonna look up Lilo and Stitch merch and just see if there's any weird stuff. I'm sure there's mad things. Oh my gosh. 
So the, oh no, it's just like t-shirts being like Stitch is weird, be like Stitch and all this crap. Yeah. What is the obsession with him? Is it just because he's like cute? Yeah. It's cause what, was his, what was his girlfriend's name? Oh, the pink one. Yeah. I feel like it, don't quote me, but I feel like it was something like Rosalind or something. I'm going to give it that. If I'm right, I'm like, Rosalind. I'm a stitch, stitch girl. What was her name? Oh, Angel. All right. Rosalind. So I'm not a stitch girl. We can confirm. We can confirm. What, what makes a stitch girl? I need to, I need to know. I don't know. You're the one that brought stitch girls up. Well, it's just like, I don't know, I've met a few of them, and it's just like, what What do you see in this? Okay, this is this is a cookie jar. I can't see. He's eating oh. it. Oh! <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that is bizarre. But he's still very popular to this day. Yeah, I mean, is this film even that memorable, though? No. I wouldn't say it's very memorable. No. But why, why do you think it has been so, like... I think because it was different for the time. Yeah, and it wasn't a musical or anything like with the other Disney films. Yeah, and, like, I had, like, all these, like, Elvis influences and, like, was speaking about, like, a family and, like, Hawaii and, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. When I heard Nani's voice, all I kept thinking was, is this Jennifer Lopez? It's not. No. But it sounds exactly like her. Hmm. I can't remember. I'm trying to think now. But I don't know if I... No, I would know Jennifer's voice, actually. Um. I always wanted a Nani. Like, I always, like, was real jealous of their relationship. Yeah, when I was little, I was like, oh, I hate Nanny. She's such a controlling. <laughs> like, I was like, she's such a pain in the ass because I grew up in that older sister. But now I'm older and I have nieces and nephews. I'm like, I really get where Nanny's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but in the movie, she's only like 23 or 24. Yeah. My God. And she's just raising this whole ass kid and now an alien. But she doesn't know what she's doing, and that's kind of... I kind of like that kind of realness about the character. Yeah. Mm. And, like, the fact that, like, you know, we know that, like, their family died. Yeah. So, that bit always made me cry with the picture. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Or, uh, and when they say, oh, honey, oh, honey means family. Um... The full quote is, Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Just to get the full quote. Anyway. <laughs> um, Katie, Katie's going to get a tattoo now. Yeah. <laughs> to bring it back to the start of the film. You know when they like showed a guy that has the ice cream and a fault? Yeah, what is that? It's just a thing. like It's just a gag? Yeah. But um, that used to always make me really sad. Um, every episode of the series as well didn't it what remember in the series it would happen in like every episode yeah (sighs) so like I used to be like oh my god this guy like he just wanted his ice cream and it just fell and it's so sad because like I have this really (laughs) I'm real deep on this podcast today but like (laughs) I have this really weird thing where where if I see like this character in this film is like overweight, whatever. And I'm yeah. not saying like your weight has anything to do with your health or anything. But like if I see like an overweight person like eating an ice cream, it just makes me sad. I cannot tell you why I'm not mentally okay. I understand this, okay? We're just gonna put that out there. I just get a bit sad, right? I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, maybe this is like the first one of these ice creams they've had this week maybe this is like the best part of this man's week and now his ice cream has just fallen on the ground and yeah I understand that I'm totally but this is how my brain has worked my whole life I'm like what if that was just his one ice cream that week and he was looking for and it's just on the ground it's gone 
So yeah. Um, I just want anyway. to remind you, Katie, this is a cartoon. No, I know it's a cartoon. No, I understand. Um, <laughs> there's a reason I've been in therapy since I'm a child, Evan. Okay. My ma saw there was something not okay. She was like, right, you need to go to therapy. You need to speak to somebody. <laughs> you need a mental health, mental health professional helping us because I can't do this alone. Get it? I get it. Um, how is he all the time? Even if I like, I've seen a man drink a can of coke on the bus, and I just start sobbing. Don't ask. Okay. Well. Um, I just thought it was that was funny, and then her. I used to like weirdly again i know it's kind of i used to weirdly fancy her um her what's the dance called who is the teacher oh for god's sake <laughs> but i just i think that was the like uh right okay we're gonna title this episode lilo and stitch and katie's repressed <laughs> lilo and stitch and katie's not well anyway um yeah so um I just yeah I've just I have so many opinions on this movie. Okay. Oh I think the film is it's enjoyable, it's cute. Um is it one of the best Disney movies of all time? No. Does has it made an impact? Yes. Yes, it has. Um it's fun. It's a it's a fun time. It is a fun time. It's a cute movie. I don't really know if I have more to say, do you? I have a lot more to say, but I don't know if I should. You said a lot already. I know I've really dived deep. Like you all have just gotten basically a free therapy session for me. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> She's gonna say around podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Don't worry, Evan. Don't worry. Uh, we're not going solo just yet. Um, so we're going to talk about the success of Lilo and Stitch next. Um, so it has an eighty-seven percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which means. It's higher than rent. Yes, it is. So the film made uh, $273 million at the box office against a budget of $80 million. So uh, it got a sequel with the film Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, as well as the films Leroy and Stitch and Stitch the movie. Lilo and Stitch was adapted into an animated series for the Disney Channel. And it looks like Lilo and Stitch is also getting the live action treatment with the film set to release in 2024. That is going to be terrifying. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that either. That's going to be terrifying. No, I'm not here for it. It's not okay. What's a live action st- or a CGI stitch going to look like? Well, like stitch, I guess. Yeah, but it's going to be so freaky looking and three-dimensional. Yeah. I think they'll just have the cartoon CGI'd in. Like... What about Jumba? <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be insane. There you go. I was waiting for that. That was a reaction I needed. Or Gantu. Oh, God. Yeah. Disney, sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. Even Pleakley's going to be a bit weird. Yeah. No, Pleakley's going to be very weird, actually. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be messy. Yeah. Some, Disney, again, sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. If they do live action for that, that one should not be for kids. Yeah. Because that's going to be weird. That's going to give kids nightmares. Mm. What is the best live-action Disney remake? I don't know. I haven't really watched many of them. You haven't? No, I'm not. I really love the Aladdin one. Mm. Uh, I kind of like the the Beast one. That was brilliant as well. Which is surprising because... That's my favourite Disney movie, and I don't usually like adaptations of my favourite stuff. That is true. But I did like it. I don't really like change, but I did like that. Right, so next up, it is School is in Session. Uh, for <laughs> the lady who has seen Lead on Stitch 50 times, uh, it is a 10 quiz question pop quiz for uh, Katie all about Lead on Stitch. Katie, are you ready? I am ready. So, question one. What number experiment is Stitch? 626. That's correct. Question two, multiple choice. What kind of sandwich did Lilo say she was feeding a fish? Peanut butter and jelly? Ham and turkey? 
a meatball sub or a BLT? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That is true. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my voice went so deep. This is so easy, isn't it? <laughs> Double dog dirty. Uh, <laughs> question three. What city does Stitch make a model of and its multiple choice? New York City, San Francisco, London, or Chicago? San Fran, baby. Yes, it's true. Question four. What beverage does Lido give Stitch in a baby bottle? Coffee. That's correct. Question five. What does Ohana mean? Family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. She, she had to put in the or forgotten. <laughs> Absolutely. That bit used to get me when I was younger. I was like, yes. <laughs> nobody gets forgotten. Although sometimes they should. <laughs> Well, anyway. You you were on fire this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Spring in the comedy. Right, I'm question. in my comedian area, guys. Area, era. Era, area. <laughs> right, question six, multiple choice. What yeah. was Nani's job? Was it a receptionist, a hostess, a waitress, or a store clerk? A waitress. That is correct. Well, who is Lilo's favorite singer? It is Mr. Elvis Presley. What is the name of the girl Lilo fights in dance class? Shit. I don't know why I can't remember her name. Myrtle? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Myrtle's bitch. Yeah. Bitch. Uh, question I completely is obsessed with what earth insect? Oh my god, I don't think I know this one. Is it cockroaches? No. No. It's mosquitoes. Oh, it is mosquitoes. And question 10, what is the name of the social worker? Mr. Bubbles. What's his first name? Um, Leslie Bubble? I'll give you half. I'll give you half a point. It's Cobra Bubbles. What was it? Cobra Bubbles. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you got nine and a half. <laughs> not bad for a girl who's seen the movie 50 times and did <laughs> not watch it in preparation for this. There you go. Uh, so we're going to put Lido and Stitch now on our pop scale. Race out of five based on how much you like it. And it's based on pop culture. Katie, what do you give Lido and Stitch? I'm going to give it a four because, like, it didn't translate over to this day and age. Like, it's still not amazing. Like, I feel like this is a movie I'm going to show my kids. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, and they're gonna be like, yeah, it's all right. Like, whereas I personally broke my DVD, so I really like it. I did grow out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to when I was younger, but I do think it's a very important movie just for kind of pop culture and Disney. And I mean, Stitch is a money maker, so I'm giving it a four for that reason. What about you? Will? I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Given the fact that I haven't seen it in 20 years, um, it just never resonated with me, I guess. Um, but I think it is cute. I think it is fun. Do I think it has insane longevity or like legacy like some other Disney films? No. no. Um, but it is fun. It is cute. Uh, and Stitch is a brand in, inse- in itself. So let's just, let's just give him a three and a half for that. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's, so- that's agreeable. So next up, it's going to be what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Um, not a lot, to be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm just like so busy and stuff. It's like literally just the same stuff. Like nothing new has popped up. Um, excuse the pun. Um, I'm still watching Only Murders in the Building. I'm on season two. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. Um, and other than that, the usual podcasts I listen to. Oh, I suppose I've been listening to Hamilton, um, Heathers and Blood Brothers recently. Oh, and Waitress. So I've been on a musical buzz. Um, I've been putting them on, on YouTube in the car and putting my aux cord in and just been listening to them on the way to like college and stuff. And that's been fun. Mm. So I suppose they're popping with me. Musicals are popping with me. What's popping with you? So I've got some things uh, going on. So first, I just found a new podcast. Well, it's not exactly new, but uh, I've only just recently discovered it. What? So it is called the Sofa Cinema Club. 
Uh, it is hosted by Colson Smith, Ben Price and Jack P. Shepard. And if those names sound familiar, you might know them as Craig, Nick and David from Coronation Street. They get together and they talk about film. And uh, yeah, they're very interesting and it's a very good podcast. I would definitely say that. Um, in terms of what else? So Joshua Bassett also released his new EP, Sad Songs in Hotel Rooms. And I really like that as well. Um, season two of The Kardashians, it's back. Mm. So that's good. As well as Shameless US, I'm enjoying still. Um, oh, that's I, good. And suppose uh, Dahmer as well. Can I even say that? I don't know if I should. You can say that you're enjoying And Gilmore Girls. I'm rewatching that because it's all about oh. you. Very cute. So, yeah, that's what's popping with me. Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Popcast. You can give us a little review on uh, Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if your family and friends are looking for new podcasts, send us their way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So that was our episode on Nino and Stitch. Uh, you, you will hear from us next week. Bye. Aloha.